Hello. Good morning, hello, and welcome to Highs and Lows with the Bigelows. We are your hosts. My name is Drew. And my name is Abby. And we are husband and wife and loving life. And yeah, you like that? <laughs> you like that? <laughs> nice little catchphrase. No? Um, so this is our second episode, and we're happy to be here speaking with you lovely individuals. And we have a few things to talk about. And uh, trying to be a little less scatterbrained and give you a good format. Yeah, we got some pretty good feedback from a lot of friends. So I appreciate you guys listening to us on our first episode. Because um, I didn't really think so many of you were <laughs> um, going to make a comment about how you just enjoyed listening to us. And I think during all this pandemic stuff, like hearing familiar voices is soothing and yeah. sweet. Like. Yeah, it must be just nice hearing a familiar voice and hearing people you love talk. So here we are again. Um, Some of the feedback we got was that some of the people who might not know us that are starting to listen to the podcast might want to, you know, dive into get some intel. Yeah, dive into our lives a little. So I guess we'll start out this episode by like introducing ourselves. So we're Drew and Abby Bigelow. I am originally from. I was born in Northern California. Raised there up until about, you know, high school age, and then I moved out to Michigan to live with my mom. And um, I'll wait to go further from there. Where are you from, Abby? So I am from the deep south Louisiana. I've been born and raised there. I've lived off, like I've lived on a bayou. Um, Part of the Chaflaya Basin, if you guys know where that's at. Um, Yeah, it's a whole other culture. And um, lived there all my life. And then I believe in 2011, both of us moved to Georgia, Augusta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I'll go a little further from there. After I graduated high school, I worked at Walmart for like two years and then decided to join the Air Force. And once I joined the Air Force, I started training in California, went to Texas for further on training. And that's where I met Abby. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so we met in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas, so just across the border. Yeah, and halfway between us, really, from San Angelo and Lafayette. Yeah. Um, but we met at a music festival. Yeah, um, pretty fun. That was a really great night. There was a lot of great music. It was the first time I had seen Bass Nectar, um, who actually have a lineup here. Oh, you have a lineup. Yeah, I well, looked it up. Man, I got to see some of my favorite artists. I saw Bass Nectar, and I got to see Chase and Status, and mm, who else? Oh, Royksop. Was Royksop there? Yeah, Royksop was there. Hmm. Well, I have some of the people from the lineup here, and if you were to, if you want to get into electronic music at all and start listening to it, literally any of these names on this list I'm about to list are a good place to start. So there was Above and Beyond, Avicii, Bass Nectar, Beats Antique, Big Gigantic, Chase and Status, which Chase and Status was the set that Abby and I met at. I'm pretty sure, right? Yes. I think so. <laughs> um, Excision, Feed Me, Ghostland oh Observatory, God. Cascade, Paul Oakenfold, Pendulum, STS-9, Tipper, and Zed's Dead. You know, 2021 is going to be... Exactly. Ten years since you've been in my life. Since wow. Met, yeah. 
Whoa. Ten years. Wow, a decade. Well, that's something to celebrate, obviously. Man, I hope we can go back to festivals next year. (laughs) I know. I kind of, you know, the other night I told Drew, I said, you know, this is kind of like a weird year. I probably just could have taken a big long nap and not have missed a single dang thing. Wouldn't have missed out on anything. Right. Like, I could have just slept through all this year. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, we met at a music festival. We were at a stage listening to an artist. I forget who it was specifically, but I was there with my buddy, and we were just dancing, chilling, having a good time. Abby was there with her, uh, all of her guy friends, which apparently they were all standing right behind me. I had no idea. Um, and actually, I wasn't even trying to dance on Abby at first, but... Uh, my buddy points her out and goes, hey, I think she wants to dance with you. And I'm, I'm like, what? He goes, she's trying to dance with you, dude. And I look in front of me, and she's just moving, doing her own thing. And I was like, well, I don't think she's trying to dance with me, but you know, I'll try and make a move. Why not? And I just slowly move into her space so she like feels my presence that I'm there. And she turns around and looks at me. And then she turns back around and like starts backing up towards me and we start dancing and we dance that whole set and then uh yeah she took me by the hand or maybe I took her hand I don't remember at the end of the set but um she pulled me away and we just spent the rest of the night hanging out at sets and uh actually after the fact well after the fact she told me the only reason that she (laughs) was cool with me dancing on her is because when she turned around to look at me she saw my blue eyes and thought, oh, those are pretty eyes. I'll let him dance with me. But yeah, all of her all of her guy friends kept checking on her as, as we were dancing, and I had no idea this even happened. But they were like, hey, you want, her, you want us to take care of this guy? Is he bothering you? And then uh, what, what did you tell them? It's like, no, don't. It's entertaining. And we just kind of, I don't know, like you took my hand and you just took me away. I think I kind of did a little bit of the same to you, too. And, man, I remember, like, you gave me your phone to put my number in, and it was in Farsi. Like, your text. Oh, the... And I was like, what is this? Am I, like, out of my (laughs) mind right now? But these look like a lot of squiggly lines. So when I gave you my phone, I like changed the keyboard to the Persian keyboard? Yeah, you had the Persian keyboard set on (laughs) default or something weird. You're like, how are you going to know what my number is if I put it in Persian? (laughs) Well, and like, the numbers were there, but I don't think the the alphabet was just all over the place. So yeah. Yeah, actually the way I remember is that you took my hand and said, come on. And took me to Chase and Status, I think yeah. it was. It was fun. But yeah. And then at the end of that night, I tell people this all the time. So there was a separate camping area at this festival. My friend and I were camping off-site, and her friends were at a hotel at a different area. Well, when we parted ways, I met back up with my friend, and we got in this little uh, uh, sh- shuttle to get to get brought to the campsite and as we sat down in the shuttle he looks at me and goes hey man wild night huh and i look at him and i go i'm gonna marry that girl and he goes whoa dude hold on (laughs) but yeah i knew right there i wanted to marry you and 
Man, I'm like kind of recalling that hotel that we were in. There was probably like six of us all in one like oh, tiny hotel room. And I remember this um, little memory that kind of popped up into mind. And it was uh, my friend Seth like on an air mattress. And in the middle of the night, it popped. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally imagine Seth on an yeah. air mattress. Yeah, and I remember it. being like, what was that? <laughs> And they were like, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> and I remember waking up the next morning and the like air mattress is like completely deflated. And it was like, how did you sleep? And he's like, you know, it wasn't the best, but it didn't like start off bad. It just kind of like transgressed <laughs> to bad. Oh, yeah. Gosh. And we used to like crowd hotel rooms all together. Like, we used to be like little like a group of friends that would, you know, crowd into one hotel room together. We might get two hotel rooms, but if we can use just one hotel room, we'll just get one hotel room. Least money spent. Man, man and like the showers. We would have like this whole ordeal about showers. Like you'd wait so long to take one. And then you'd always run out of towels, so bring your own dang towel. Yeah. Oh, would it be rough getting in there after some guys? Oh, my gosh. There's hair everywhere. <laughs> well, and I always liked the fact that we always um, would bring, like, a console with us. So we'd, like, bring a GameCube and we'd play, like, Smash Brothers. In your hotel while you wait to go to the festival? Yeah, it was grand. It's a good idea. I mean, you're just sitting around doing nothing. And on top of that, like, more than likely there's more than just, you know, me, the girl. So, like... Girls are going to take a really fucking long time to get ready, so oh. I probably yeah. shouldn't Good say call. The, the F word, huh? You can say the F word. We're not, a, we're not G-rated. <laughs> well, I didn't say know it. if you had like an expectation. Fuck. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so no, that's, that's how we met each other, and then after that night we exchanged numbers, and we just texted back and forth, and eventually met up again yeah. in Texas before I left training and i asked her out oh man i was in college it was yeah you were oh, college man gosh and then i drove my Loved jeep through oh. louisiana to get to georgia yep met you in lafayette on my way and man. somehow convinced you to come out here after that it's fine it's grown on me <laughs> augusta augusta georgia has really grown on me um, I will say that I absolutely love my little downtown family that I have here. Yeah, I love it downtown. Um, I, I used to work for a restaurant that was off of Broad Street called Whiskey Bar, and um, I really appreciate my time over there. I think it really helped me develop into a good person, and um, the owners of the restaurant are super nice and very caring, and I'm like kind of honored to work for people that really care about their employees especially for a small business too like there's just this sense of community when you work for an establishment like that and I met some of the best people there too either they were just um, regular folk that like to come in and eat or they were my co-workers and my you know my cohorts and like yeah yeah, the downtown community here is really um, cool. Yeah, like, like you walk 10, 10 feet, like one block, and you know 
seven people yeah, walking up like places. if i ever like say for instance like my car couldn't start or something i guarantee you that i could find somebody within a block to help like give me some other assistance or yeah. if i ever felt like like i was not safe oh i know that they would like protect me oh, yeah. and like people downtown look out for each other too I know. even if you don't know them they'll look out yeah for they're people. and i i really love like this community of ours and I think that's one of the hardest things about this quarantine is not seeing those faces because I've been so used to seeing them for so many years. And also I worry about them and how they've been um, during this quarantine because, um, you know, the F&B industry got hit pretty hard by this pandemic. So my heart really goes out to you guys because that's your livelihood and it's kind of like a stepping stone to like get to where you want to go yeah it's been really rough Oof. yeah but yeah i i i really augustus come to grow on me too i really like it yeah and there's so much you can do out here too like you can go kayaking and you can ride your bike and the scenery is just beautiful there's a reason that people from around the world come out here because yeah. it's just a natural beauty. There's trails. There's yeah. Like you go a little bit away. There's a, a lake. There's mountains. I know we're good. really kind of in a great location too because yeah, two hours east you've got you've got yeah you two cities. hours east you've got the you know Hilton well I'm not gonna say Hilton Head but Columbia. Well yeah you got Columbia, got Columbia and right then there an hour. And you got, got Columbia and then you've got Atlanta, Atlanta. and then you've got just two hours to a beach two hours or three hours to the mountains i mean you really have this very wide range of scenery it could be anywhere from swamps to mountains and that's like really crazy just for one state yeah so no wonder why they would choose us to be like the world like golf course oh well that was chosen a long time ago (laughs) I don't think they were taking all that into account when they decided oh. to put the Masters here. Um, and another thing about Drew and I is that we live uh, just down the road from that golf course. And, man, let me tell you guys, the improvements that they've made over the recent years have been absolutely astounding. Like, on an engineering level, the Augusta National um, went ahead and they built a tunnel underneath one of the main roads. And... They did so without interrupting any flow of the traffic whatsoever. Um, And then even seeing these trees, like whole trees being planted around to like create a great scenery aesthetic is just so bizarre because you as a human being should not see like a whole tree planted overnight like that's kind of bizarre not like just one whole tree there's though, something like, weird about it and you you're go like, down the road and one day it's completely barren and then the next day you drive down again and there's a line of like 20 foot trees all along the side of the road and you're like whoa those trees weren't there yesterday <laughs> Right. And it's so weird. I know. And it shouldn't really creep you out because, you know, it's a plant just like any other plant. So like, yes, you can go ahead and just like put it into the soil and it's fine. But to see it on a grand scale, I think it's just like something primal in your brain just kind of clicks. And it's it's like, oh, this is kind of weird to me. And you're cautious about it. Like you're like, 
Uh, it like, should take a decade to grow that tree. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's so strange, and I kind of like the feeling. Like I'm like, oh, look, they planted this whole tree, and like, what tree is gonna be next? Maybe it might be a magnolia or something. Wouldn't put it past them. But yeah. even after that, no, even been... I'm amazed by the type of trees that they plant. I'm like, yeah, you can plant a whole like. Where do I go to buy a whole magnolia tree? And how much money do I have to we spend have to that plant money. that in my yard? Because we that's great. That, that is a wonderful Just investment. Go ahead and I'm going to plant a whole tree into my yes. yard. Yes. <laughs> like, I would want that. Who wouldn't? Right? Like, it's pretty cool. Oh, I'd be so excited to plant a whole tree in my yard. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Off into the masters. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I, I'm willing to bet it's not even going to happen mm-hmm. in October. I don't think it's going to happen. It's the first year ever since the Masters Golf Tournament has started that it didn't take place in April. You know what's crazy is that they're going to be planting a different type of grass. Yeah. In hopes of it because being more nice suitable during, the, during right. the autumn months. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see like the photos and what it's going to like what the course is going to look like. Yeah, it's it's never never happened this way so it's going to be completely it's unprecedented i mean fingers crossed i really i hope it happens but i only hope it happens during the best circumstances but i don't think that's going to happen i really don't either it sucks i think i think the best that's going to happen is that they'll still have the tournament but there will be no fans and it'll just be televised in october yeah but that being said (sighs) i hope a bunch of tourists don't come and just hang out just to be here during the now, Masters. You know they will. They already got their yeah, tickets and everything. You're right. You They're going to be You have got to know better. Like they... I'm just not going out. No, I'm not either. Oh, I have to work, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's going to be rough. That's... Oof. Well, fingers crossed. Um, I only hope that we can just continue to be safe. Yeah. And um, there's no vaccine yet, you guys. And there's a possibility if you get this thing, you might not get out of it. And you can also be hooked up to a ventilator. And there's lung issues for the rest of your life. There's so many Tachycardia things. Tachycardia for the rest of your life. Yeah. It'd be crazy. There's so many things that could go a wrong. A lot of people have had, have had a um, lot of bad stuff happen. So Drew and I are going to be tested tomorrow. Oh, yeah. We're getting our tests tomorrow. We're getting our tests done tomorrow. Because I'm, we went to Helen. Well, yeah, we went to Helen. I don't feel bad or anything, but I just feel like we were all around a lot of people. Kind of. We were kind of around a lot of people. We went camping in Helen. So we drove through Helen, and we like went to one little shop, and then we, we went back to our campsite. And we wore masks, but driving through Helen, like there was so many people packed on the sidewalks walking around and nobody was wearing masks Mm -hmm. it was terrible but yeah so but yeah we went camping uh, in helen that was fun yeah it was fun um so i brought with me a book for mushroom hunting because i think it's kind of fun to like gain a little bit of knowledge while you're camping like there's just this um piece that's involved in it where you're like i don't have anything else to do like let me learn something and let me take away something from this trip and um another good fact about me was that i was a girl scout so like 
oh my god I love camping um it brings back like so many memories and like little things that I learned through Girl Scouts so um I brought this book with me and it was specifically for mushroom hunting and it was a photographic guide to see or compare um, edible mushrooms with their lookalikes so that you knew the differences and you kind of knew what to look for you knew what kind of wood that those mushrooms kind of came out of you knew the smell um super useful guide and all weekend I really wanted to try all these different mushrooms and of course my husband is being super cautious and is like don't you dare eat that she mushroom. Eat just be I did found. not want to eat every mushroom that I found. I was just like kind of like curious, like a curious hunger, like, hmm, does it smell good? Like, but could I eat this? I don't know, that maybe if it, it might wasn't be for me, you would have eaten every mushroom. Honestly, that might have been like the the Cajun in me kind of coming <laughs> out a little bit. Like, okay, like let me taste this. Is it taste good? Because if it tastes good, maybe maybe we might look quick. <laughs> so yeah, we found Abby actually found this really cool little campsite. Um, it's not even like a minute drive down the main road, like out of Helen. And uh, shout out to Liz. Her and her family own the property. And they just started, they put a path, it's like on the side of a mountain, they put a path to drive down this mountain, and they just started digging out little flat spots that you could camp on, and this campsite's actually really cool because it has its own, it has its own natural spring on it, and they don't even need like water spigots anywhere because you could just take water directly out of the spring. And honestly, I would have been totally fine probably drinking directly out of the spring water, but they tell you to boil it just to be safe. But it was so... It was so clear. Like, that water... Crisp and cold. It was coming straight out of the mountain. Um, There was even a time that we were walking down the mountain just to, like, check out um, the little habitat, like, at the bottom um, of all the little cabins and stuff. And you went out there and you drank from the mountain like there's like a little oh, waterfall yeah. brook thing coming out of the we side. were walking down the road away from the campsite and there were these other like cabins and next to these other cabins it was like an actual it was another spring but it was like a coming down a cliff side and there was a little deck walking up to it and i walked up to it and actually drank right from it it was good water we need to go rent that cabin yeah we do yes we do that would be a fun weekend but yeah, we're at this campsite. Uh, there was a little pond that you could see these little fish in. I fished in it a little bit, but I didn't get any bites. But throughout the weekend, we actually just brought, for food, we brought um, some HelloFresh meals. And we just cooked them right over the fire. It was pretty good. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty handy to have those. Yeah, it's all like pre-rationed out, like the amounts you need. And all you really need to do is cut it up and cook it. Mm-hmm. It was a good idea. So um, it was kind of funny because, you know, we brought our fishing gear and we even bought a fishing license and we paid extra just to be able to fish for mountain trout. Well, one of the Hello Fresh meals was trout. So we went fishing, didn't catch anything, but we still had trout still that night. Still ate some trout. <laughs> still ate some trout on the mountain. 
pecan crusted trout. Yes, and it was delicious. I don't know why, but like eating something that's off of a cast iron skillet over an open flame, yeah. there's just this a whole another dimension of like taste that hits your mouth and. Oh yeah, oh and I finally gosh. learned how to properly <laughs> clean a cast iron. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he's so proud, you guys. Like, I guess he watched some YouTube video to like show him how to like properly wash a cast Why iron. Are you saying it like that? Well, because I want to put emphasis on how you're not putting emphasis. You're being a jerk. <laughs> I guess he watched a YouTube <laughs> video that showed him how to clean a cast iron, and he's so proud now. <laughs> hmm. Um. Yeah. So. But it's true. I am very <laughs> proud of myself <laughs> because you've like you have like bragged about that fact to me, and then I've heard you. Tell it to like two different friends today. I know how to clean today. A cast iron. Not today, it but was like yesterday. no, you told two people today that you cleaned a cast iron okay. and how and you gave specifics on how you cleaned it. That was yesterday. No. Anthony asked me how to clean it. Oh, okay. Oh, so it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Yesterday. Don't give me I'm air doing quotes. the air quotes. Don't give me air quotes. <laughs> That's so condescending, and I don't appreciate it. Don't give me air quotes. (laughs) It was yesterday. You don't have to pretend like it was a fake yesterday with your air quotes. Well, because you said good morning, and technically it's night. Yeah, we're recording this at night, but it's going to be released in the morning. So I said, but no, yesterday I told Anthony how to clean a cast iron because his roommate wanted to know how to clean a cast iron. Did she, though? She did. Did she, though? She did. It wasn't me. You can ask him next time. You can ask him. Do you have any camping tips for people? Um, yeah, so I do. Lean in the um, mic. Okay, so I do have a couple of camping tips. Because since we went camping, we might yeah, as well tell okay, people. Okay, so one of the best things when we were camping was our little hand-washing station. Oh, yeah. Because it's really nice just to be able to wash, um, you know, like a good maybe, what, one-fourth of your body if you wash up to the elbows. I don't know. Yeah, but, it's, it's really just nice having a having an actual yeah, little station um, to wash your hands. Yeah, so just having a little hand-washing station. And um, – what I had learned on Pinterest was that you can go ahead and take a laundry detergent bottle, you know, the one that has the nozzle where you push and the, the detergent or soap like comes out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the soap comes out. Well, you can clean it out really well and then just put regular water in that and then make that your hand washing station. It works really well. It does work really well. The only thing is like sometimes, um, depending on how much water is in there, it creates a suction. So you might actually have to unscrew the yeah, top unsc- a little yeah. bit so that there's some so there's kind a, of air yeah. circulation to like release Let the, the pressure. Right. Um, Ooh, another about, thing that I learned, and you love this too, is the soap shavings yep, trick. That's what I was just going to tell you. What about so, the soap shavings? <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing that I learned on Pinterest was that you could take, you know, how... You can have like a bar of soap, right? Just a regular bar of soap. You can have a regular bar of soap and whenever you're camping, you use it and then it kind of gets like gross and like sudsy and foamy. You have to foamy. make sure you have a place to put it on Yeah, when you're done and then you have it. to make sure it's dry and that's not getting dirty and it's just a really big hassle. Well, 
You can take a regular bar of soap and use like a carrot peeler and just use that across the soap bar so that it scrapes off bits and pieces and then put it into a little container like either like a Ziploc bag or something or a little Tupperware um, thing. Yeah, like, like we use a little one. Tupperware thing. It's like a glass bowl that with way, a lid on it. When you go to wash your hands, yeah, you just take, a little take pinch the out little pinch out of and the then soap and use some water and mm-hmm. suds and Yeah, it's genius. You don't have to worry about touching any soap. After. And I really didn't understand the whole concept of it. I just saw the idea and was like, "Okay, I can try this. Let me see how this works with my hand washing station." Well, it does. It works great. Um, And it was kind of funny because even at our campsite, the campground manager saw the whole laundry detergent bottle and was like, wow, you came really prepared. You even brought your laundry detergent. And And we were like, no, that's like, no, it's our hand washing station. And she was like blown away by it. She was so impressed. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, not only are we like, you know, well-prepared, but we even come with our own hand-washing station. Like, who else does She that? was super impressed with our setup. She really was impressed by our setup. And, like, bless her. She even came and checked up on us. So, on Friday, it rained so hard, but we also came prepared for the rain. So, we had our boots, we had our ponchos and umbrellas, tarps, Whatever, name it. Our tent and oh, and our tent was all like pre sprayed. Yeah, with like we've water we've waterproofed our tent before. We are um, Gucci. Yeah, we were we were completely we're okay. <laughs> and on top of that, our bed, like our air bed, is actually situated above the ground, which so, is a game changer. Yes, that's another pro tip. Yeah, that, that is another itself. pro tip. Um, <laughs> so if you can and if you love going camping, I highly recommend getting a cot with like a built-in air mattress because you don't have to roll off the ground. Like it feels like you're getting off of a regular bed. Yep. It's just a little wonderful. Cot with a canvas top. Let me tell you, really I can put on my shoes sitting on the mattress. Such a game changer. It feels it's so good so to wonderful. just to sit up on a bed instead of having to like roll up and push yourself up off the ground after yes. sleeping on an air mattress. Such a game changer. And on top of that, you can actually store your luggage underneath. Space efficiency inside your tent. Why would you not want that? Yeah. And then you hide your belongings from people that might like go looking through your campsite. Yep. They're not going to think to look under the bed because they don't know it is like just a regular air mattress. So, boom. Game changer. You want to know another, another game changer? What? You get a nice wool blanket. You lay it out on the floor of your tent. That's so nice to step on. Yes. Instead of actually stepping on the cold. Yes. The tarp, the gross tarp. tarp bottom that's of your tent. Just been... Put a nice blanket mm-hmm. out. Feels mm-hmm. good on your feet. Yep. And also... Underneath your canopy, a nice, like, green grass, like, faux grass. Oh, yeah, the little carpet. carpet thing. And we bought that thing at Costco, I think, for 100 bucks, And it was just some little faux cheap. grass, um, like, carpet that you put on the patio. It was green. And yeah. I kind of want a couple more of those because I feel like they're an equivalent to a tarp. Like, they're a fancy tarp. 
You mean like keeping water off of something? I don't think so. I think they get soaked through. Mm. I don't know. But I, I mean, I wouldn't I'm be opposed to buying a couple on, and like, putting buying on another one and putting on the deck. <laughs> I know. I was like thinking about that. I was like, ooh. I knew that's what you were thinking. Man, I can make that a little, like, whole grassy, deck have like, like a cool ambiance. Yeah, it's already a little uh, oasis. Put some grass on that bitch. Nice doggy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, so we're going to be doing some home remodeling. Um, a friend of ours is going to install a door, and it's going to have a doggy door. I'm really excited about the doggy door. Yeah. Because half my life is letting my dogs out. It really does potty. feel like a lot of the time during the day that and dogs are bothering us to go they're out. They're very demanding, you yes. guys. So, you know, if we dare keep them out of the of the house for more than you know three minutes minutes. (laughs) you're like 10 i'm like three Three. (laughs) yeah they they sit at the back door and go oh my gosh no oh look at you you're getting them like what you're getting them wind up you're getting them wound up stop (laughs) but that's what they do at the back door like every two minutes Okay, 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 I'm sorry. I worked you up. It's okay. The sheriff and his deputy. Okay, okay. But yeah, they they sit at the back door, and they're so demanding. And when Abby's working during the day, Mm -hmm. and I'm doing dishes with my headphones in, I can't really hear them, she gets all bothered. So it'd be good to have a, a door where they can decide when they get let out. But we also got a, a nice new, like, interior back door because our other one was starting to rot. We got a good buddy that's helping us out with that. I purchased, he helped me purchase the doors, and uh, he's going to come by and do the installation. It's going to be good. I'm excited about it. Then we have, uh, there's a bathroom door on the inside that we want to change to like a yes. sliding barn door. Yes, I really want the sliding barn door. I know door. you do because the way that door oh opens, God. it blocks the whole hallway. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. I just don't want it. But a sliding barn door there would look yeah. real cool. Hell yeah. See, these and, are the, these oh are the interesting things you talk about with each other when you're married. Mm-hmm. You want you talk about how no, you like, want to improve um, your home. You guys, once you get your house, you're like all about home repairs. Like... You know, I never got the appeal of going to Home Depot ever as a kid. Like, that had to be my least favorite store to ever go to. And now that I go as an adult, oh, like a kid oh, in a candy shop. what do these nuts do? <laughs> I am, I am clipping that, and I am gonna play that clip over and over. I got that recorded. Oh my goodness, what do these nuts? do <laughs> you meant nuts and bolts right yeah okay yeah just making sure but yeah anything you look at in home depot you're like or lowe's you're like i want to put that on my house even if it's like some ridiculous like multicolor led outside lighting on the corners of your homes did you know this light bulb could turn on if i said so <laughs> Oh, it's so great. Gosh. Totally they... unnecessary, but great. <laughs> like, I'm too lazy to turn on the lights. I'm just going to say it, okay? But yeah, 
that pretty much started as soon as we got our house. We're like, we need a new driveway. We need a new fence. We still need a new driveway. My friends don't even want to drive on my driveway. They're like, I'm going to mess up my car on your driveway. I'm like, I know. Please don't. My car rolls too low. (laughs) Yeah. My homies are just riding low and they can't even go up my driveway. They're some low riders. (laughs) They're some low riders. My my dog's a low rider. Yeah, my dog, he really is a low rider. His hair rubs on the ground. It's because he's a corgi. <laughs> they see him rolling. Um. So one of my friends actually suggested that we make a like compilation. Of what? Video of Ramas like, getting towel dried off. Oh, because he does love getting dried so off. He's so cute when he gets dried off, and it's like his it's his favorite thing in the whole world. He hates baths. He hates baths. But he loves but getting dried off. But he loves getting dried <laughs> off, and it's like he endures the bath because he knows that there is something the, better afterwards. No, it's so, I mean, like, it's so meaningful because it's really like, okay, that's a lesson in it, like, in and of itself. Is that. He hates the baths. He knows the bath is coming. But he knows that afterwards he gets dried off and it's the best thing in the whole wide world and he doesn't take it for granted. And he's so happy. And he's so happy. Even so after, happy. He's so full of piss and vinegar. When he's done like he all off. like he's so happy he already forgot about the bath. Yeah. And I think a lot of this like well, I think a lot of us can go ahead and apply that to our everyday lives. Be like, like Ramas. Be like Ramas. <laughs> I mean, I really do feel like I've learned so much from this little dog. Yeah. He's very brave. Like, he will be intimidated. And he's not afraid to admit that he's intimidated by something. Yeah. But he's willing to be very brave. And I find that so endearing like it's so like amazing that a little creature could be that way he's got to protect us mom yes i know like <laughs> and i'm so impressed like i'm always like yes you're my brave boy i love you like you keep you keep protecting me i'm like nobody's gonna fuck with me as long as you're here it's all good Gucci. <laughs> so basically what we need to do is next time we give him a bath Record it and post it yes. to our Facebook. Well, group. no, like we just need to like keep recording it and then just put it in one big video. A big compilation. Well, yes. I'll tell you what we'll do. The next first one we do, just so all of our listeners can see it, post it to the Facebook page, yes. and then after that, do a huge compilation every time we give them a bath. Hell yeah! Yes. that's what we gotta do because I know people love corgis, and I don't oh, blame yeah. them because I loved a corgi. Like, I love corgis before I had a corgi. You're the one that convinced me to buy them. I know. And I don't regret it at all. Like, um, they're such a great breed. They are loyal. They're so loyal. Like, I don't think I'll ever know another dog that is as loyal as my dog. So well-behaved. So well-behaved. He's very smart. Like, way more intelligent than he needs to be for his own good. Yeah. He knows a lot of words. Um, but he's very playful. Um, he's kind of getting up there in age, but it's, he's still a puppy. 
I can play with him. And I really do believe that you should give your dog the best food and attention because if it's yeah, a matter of I know I know no I know um because like this dog is gonna need the best of health to live long life and I want him to live a long life so I'm gonna do everything I can to keep him with me for as long as I can and to not be suffering and not in pain so yeah I love him so much and it's so crazy that this little creature could love me because if I'm having like a really rough day um just the other night something kind of got to me I got really down I got kind of just in a bad mindset and he was so concerned about me like he made it known he communicated that to me clear as day and was like I'm here like yeah he can definitely tell when he you're can down. tell whenever i'm He's down and he can tell whenever i'm upset and it's so awesome to have something that can't communicate in the same language as you but like they can just know that something's off and they're there for you and like i can't i just remember his little concerned look on his face they do they have like really great expressions yeah it's because of the eyebrows Probably because of the eyebrows. I, I actually read a study. Probably. I No, I actually read a study about it. Scientists said that the main reason why dogs were able to branch off from the wolf mm-hmm. evolutionary path is because they developed eyebrow muscles. And because in humans, nonverbal communication is done a lot through the eyebrows, mm-hmm. we were able to see dogs' eyebrows and think, oh, they look like us. And that's why we thought they were cute and that's why they were able to stick around our campfires with us but he definitely has a worried face whenever he he, does have a worried face and i can pick and you know i i do have a background in psychology so the one thing that i focused on in my education was body language that's my specialty i love body language i think that it kind of tells you more about a person than they might think that they are expressing and also, um, it's very easy to pick up on it. Like, you can be very respe- receptive to it because it's kind of ingrained in your mind. And just his body language as a, another species and telling me, like, oh, I'm worried. I'm concerned about you. Are you okay? You know, like, just, you always make fun of me because I'm always asking you, my dogs. I'm always asking always my dog says, if okay? he's, are you okay? And I feel like she's giving him a complex because every time <laughs> she says, are you okay? He, like, oh, mom, I don't know if I'm okay. And he, like, makes himself all yeah. cute to get her it to is, pet him. It is my fault. Like, I really <laughs> do baby my dogs. And, like, I'll be like, are you okay? Are you all right? You poor baby. You poor baby. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong. Nothing's gone wrong. They're fine. But, like, I just like babying them. Like, you know, because I like the little reaction that I'm I get. Because sure it's like, oh, I'm here, mama. I'm here. I'm here. Can you, like, come rub my belly, mama? <laughs> I don't know if I'm okay, mom. Rub my belly. I don't belly. know. Yeah, Maybe I don't I'll know. Okay. Maybe, like, you see my belly? Would it make you feel better if you rubbed it? <laughs> yeah, this is all for you. <laughs> Would you feel better if you rubbed my belly? 
it would make me feel better. I'm sure that's what they're thinking. I'm like, I guarantee you that's what, that's the whole process behind a dog's brain is they're like, oh yeah, you know what would make them feel good if they rub my belly? (laughs) You know what would make you feel better? If you rub my belly. (laughs) (laughs) Man, our dogs are like our children. Yeah, I'm like, who needs kids? Who needs kids when you have fur babies? During this time, craziness happened in the world. Oh my God, that explosion that happened in Beirut today. That was wild. Yeah, um, I had goosebumps watching that because, um, yeah. So, yeah. Official quote end quote. I got the finger air quotes happening right now. They've said that it's it was explosive elements in in a warehouse that that was there that exploded. Well, and I've seen like so many comments like yeah. already like oh it was a oh, fireworks. It was fireworks yeah what the, what kind of fireworks does that? If there were a lot of fireworks, I could maybe see it. No. But no, the official statement was that it was there were explosive elements that were there and people are saying that it might have been like Well, people still being got hurt. transported through. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It people still died. Regardless. There were still there casualties was a huge like Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. And I don't know that's a how main port for Lebanon too through Well, Syria. the thing is like I don't even know how Oh my goodness. I don't know even why we don't just go ahead and start going away from that kind of energy source or things. Like let's get away from that. I don't, you know, if people could uh, yeah, Like I if don't know. people could be harmed because there's some kind of human interaction, well, the well then let's is, not do it. Like, what's the whole point for yeah. humanity? Well, like, that's the problem. A, it's you can only advance a, well, technology so far. So if you a, have to use it, you shouldn't store it near a population Well, center. and it doesn't matter because this is just like a whole other topic that can yeah. be spun around in circles and circles and circles. And there's no ever, like, actual solution to it. Right. And it's unfortunate, but that's just the reality of the thing. I things. feel like the main point here is that why are you storing those explosive elements in an area where so many people live, right? True. But, hey, we're not the people that came up with the decision, so True. that's beyond us. It's out of our control. Oh, Can't yeah. do a dang thing about it. Yep. Um crazy as i keep like thinking about it like 2020 just keeps hitting like think about all the crazy shit that's happened since like just june or like or like may i keep thinking about april and like april sucked it feels like so long ago doesn't it april feels like so long ago <laughs> it feels this like years year ago sucks. yeah it does like think about it think about march how long ago does march feel that was like four months ago 
haven't seen my desk since March. <laughs> you keep talking about your desk, and it's so funny. I'm You're really, so sad about no, not getting I, back to your desk. No, because I had like a little, like I had a little fun, like what do you call it? A them? Funko Pop? A Funko Pop. What was your Funko Pop? Oh. Go ahead, say it. It was Steven's Lion. The lion from Steven yes. Universe. Oh, the pink and I really lion. miss him. Like, I'm gonna cry thinking about. <laughs> Don't cry. <laughs> Abby, your lion's all by itself. I know. I would have brought him home oh, with me. What else can I do to make you cry more? <laughs> <laughs> I would have brought him home with me. That's the thing. If I would have known, I like know. I was gonna be gone for like a whole year. It's just a Funko Pop. <laughs> I know. I know, but I can still cry about it because I seriously remember like walking out of the office and being like, I don't know when I might come back, but maybe it might be two months. That's maximum. And now here I am. And six months later. Six months later. So it's a little, it's a lot sometimes. And I kind of go in and out. I kind of go into like this weird like, boo shit. Quarantine, and then it... Kind of, like, hits you? Yeah. So I think it's interesting because you kind of want to come in and out of it. You don't want to stay in one place or another. Like, you don't want to stay in the mindset that, like, everything is back to normal. Yeah. But, but you, you don't want to stay wanna... in the mindset of, like, I oh, need to be alone. Yeah. I need to, like, not have anybody near me. I need to be by myself. Yeah. And you weave in and out and in and out of that and... It's difficult to process those thoughts and feelings, and there's no guidance. Yeah, this, nobody's ever because experienced no, this. This is just the first of its, its kind, new. and nobody knows what to do in this situation. This is something that we're all going to have to learn from, and there were flaws and mistakes made, and we're going to have to correct them moving forward. Yeah, it's just going to be whether or not we have the right people that are self-aware enough to correct the problems. I I tell you this all the time. I have a lot of hope in our generation. I think our generation notices the things that are going wrong and knows that there is a way of doing things to correct it, but it's outside of the box. And you don't have to have any fear. You just have to kind of try something that might work what's the worst that can happen it not work and then it's just still the same as it's always been yeah so i do have a lot of hope in our generation i think that we think very differently from the generations before us unfortunately those generations before us are not comfortable with handing down the torch which i don't know why yeah, there's a lot of really I have no idea old why. people in Congress. I have no idea they why they're so up. scared of passing down the torch because this is going to be our world from here on out. And we will take responsibility for our mistakes. And we will also learn from our mistakes. But you have got to give us the chance to make a difference in this world. Yeah, And it is beyond me that... Family members or friends won't actually take the time to listen to what 
their younger generations have to say and what we have, like, what we believe in. Because even if I was a parent or I had a child, like, if I was a parent or I had care over somebody younger than me, I'd at least want to see or hear about their perspective just to take it into consideration. And I think that it is actually missing from the present right now. Well, your your mindset on that, that you would listen to your younger generation, is exactly why us taking over, I think, is going to be good. Our generation taking the and reins I'm is going to be trying good, I think. To, I'm not trying to toot our own horn because I know that my generation has a lot of things to learn from. Like, I know that we are too reliant on technology and too reliant on the easy way out of things that's completely like that is completely notable yep but i think that my generation has a whole lot more empathy than the generations before me we are doing this for all mankind not just for ourselves ourselves like it's not going to apply to just myself. And I think that's why the Black Lives Movement is such a big phenomenon right now. Because it's it's pulling that to the forefront. It's being like, look, this isn't about you. This has nothing to do with you. But this is something that needs to be done. And it needs to be done now. Because we've all been waiting around so long for this. And... Nothing's happened. So we've got to take action. If we don't, then we lose it. We lose our freedoms. We lose our rights. Yeah, and this it's is... It's not even... I don't... Like, there is nothing personally for me to benefit from it. It is literally just for all of mankind. Because that person could be the, the next doctor to find a vaccine to coronavirus. That person could be someone that my daughter or my son fell in love with Mm -hmm. that person could be someone to save my life that person could be somebody that like would make me smile one day like hello yeah i think it's it's really it's really good to see that finally after so much time it's really sad that it's taken this long but finally people other than just and black if, people on a, on a uh, widespread scale are starting to also take interest and say, yes, this is right. And I hate the people that try and say that you're being too angry. You're being too aggressive. Well, uh, like, how can you go ahead and justify that? Because politely asking for so long no, and it hasn't worked. we're not politely asking for it. No, I mean, like, now we're not, but we have been for so long. And it hasn't worked. They haven't taken notice. No changes have been made. Well, it's not even that. It's like you cannot tell somebody that they need to ask nicely for something that was deserved to them for centuries. Something that they deserved. And it's been stripped away from them bit by bit. And anybody has the right to be angry about that so that's what gets me is the people that say like oh you're being too aggressive about it no you have every right in to be aggressive about it um one of the whole arguments that we get is like 
somebody saying, well, oh, they're starting riots. Anybody has the right to be angry. I don't condone riots. I don't condone burning of things. But, hey, that's as American as you fucking get. Yeah. Uh, guess what happened Shit's as soon as all out. these riots started happening? Riots started happening and a bunch of officers started actually getting charges brought against them. Seems it like sucks. It seems like the riots have been working to me. I know it sucks to say, and I don't condone riots either, but it seems like that's the only thing that people are actually paying attention to. That people are saying, okay. And it's a whole awakening. Because, in a sense, it has brought to the people's attention that things have been unjust and poor and unfair. And it needs to be corrected. You can't just stand back and think that it's going to be done for you. You have to take it into your own hands sometimes. And that's the case here. And a lot of my Republican friends might not agree with that. And you might be uncomfortable with it. And you don't need to be. You have to keep an open mind. And you have to like understand that this has nothing to do with you. There's absolutely nothing to do with you. You've got to stick, like, you've just got to take a step back and be an observer and just listen and make this be a lesson to you that if your freedoms are infringed upon, this is the action that you will have to take. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. And I don't think a lot of Americans embody that. Yeah, I think you're right. And honestly, I think that's poignant enough. I think that's where we can end this podcast. <laughs> that's a fucking good point to make, love. <laughs> I like going on a tangent. No, like that yeah. was a that was a beautiful goddamn rant. Let me tell you, I was you were about to get me to march down the street, waving that flag, girl. Like, yeah, Americans, you about to embody this shit. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. This has been Highs and Lows with the Big Lows. My name is Drew. And I'm happy. <laughs> and we love you all. And, and we do. We love you Thank all. you for listening so much. <laughs> and we'll on, uh, on the next episode, we will talk about... On the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> uh, we started watching uh, Dragon we'll Ball Z. Yeah. Oh, we did? Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about how we started watching the yeah, not get, Dragon Ball Z has, no Dragon, Dragon Ball. Ball. Okay, we'll talk about Dragon Ball in the next episode <laughs> a little bit, but our next episode talk about Dragon Ball nuts and <laughs> okay, okay, come on now, okay, but the next episode will be a complete episode about the city of New Orleans. How's that sound? We got our own cut New it. Orleans guide, cut Abigail. It. Cut it. Okay, cut it. Cut it cut, it, cut it. cut it. All right, we love you all. Good night. Have a good, good day. Good night.